You're listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Episode 42, We All Know Why. Yuvia woke Phoebe and Abby at 7.15 a.m. Alex went out for breakfast treats. He's really trying to please you. We're both hoping to see more of you. In 10 minutes, the group crowded around the kitchen table, pouring coffee, eating bagels and egg salad with sliced apples on the side. Isaiah seemed happy, looking forward to meeting Sharon on the River Queen at 10 a.m. Alex barely ate or talked at all, spending all his time sending and receiving messages. I promised Sarah and Amy We'll meet them at the Hamilton Hall in 20 minutes. They want to have a meeting around the staff table on the hill overlooking the entrance. People are hyper. The group hurried through their breakfast, gulped their coffee, and gave Isaiah hugs and encouragement. Alex was still answering texts. It looks like the rain will hold off until evening. Come on, let's do this. A cool wind was blowing on a gray, overcast day. They hurried across the campus to a building far from the dormitories. A wide lawn with flower gardens surrounded this formal old building that used to be the university president's mansion. Evansville College was about 150 years old. Alex was taking his role as an activist and their host very seriously. Abby was thinking, He's doing it all to impress Yuvia. Well, more power to them. I think I'm jealous. They walked up a long path on rising ground and suddenly found themselves on a small hill with a wide view of Hamilton Hall and the river beyond. Partway down the hill, a convenient level spot was bustling with a crowd drinking coffee around a folding table. Students were talking, texting, and calling friends to get them out of bed. When they noticed Yuvia, Abby, Phoebe, and Alex, everyone turned to stare. Phones disappeared. Sarah called to them and made introductions as they arrived. I know we all have questions for our guests. We'd love to chat, but let's put that off until after the event. We have details to cover. As I was saying, we'll have five campus security to help us. Most of you know Little John, who will be the boss. Sarah turned to Abby, Phoebe, and Yuvia. That's John Little known as Little John, head of security. He's big and strong and in charge, so his presence should be enough to stop any disruptions. Sorry to say this over again, but our responsibility today is to actually have a discussion and make sure people can be heard and understood. So, we don't want signs chanting, and nasty comments. Please, point out disruptors to security 
and they will do their job. We need this crowd to hear what the trustees are saying. If no one hears them, Professor Richardson's reply will make no sense. Our goal is to become a part of the decision-making process. That'll take winning the respect of the crowd and the wide world through the press and social media. Any questions? Students and faculty had been arriving as Sarah spoke. Reporters had come early and taken the space in front. A WBCS crew set up video cameras and sound equipment. Abby noticed older men in suits passing by a security guard into Hamilton Hall. Alex spoke up. After what you said, I feel a bit guilty seeing our banner with my print hanging between those two trees. Shouldn't we all avoid signs? We're sponsoring this event. We'll answer questions. We have a first aid kit. We'll be able to assign security. So people need to know who we are and where we are. Got it. Sarah turned to Abby. Having you here today is both an advantage and a disadvantage. I'm sure your presence will be noticed. People will want to talk to you, and some may want you to address the crowd. What would you like to do? Abby was sure of her answer. I just want to be here and listen. I will not address the crowd or give interviews. Good. Very wise. I'm assigning little John to stay with you as much as possible. Stand close to your friends and be firm. Okay, it's almost 8.45. I see Professor Richardson and his colleagues over there. I'll have to speak to them. Sometime soon I'll have to open the event and introduce Jay Wellington, Dean of Students. Any questions? What happened to Amy? I don't see her. Well, I'm not sure, but you know she always has a good reason for what she does. Anything else? We'll talk to each other. Feel free to bring up any questions later. There'll be no rain, don't worry. Give me a hand. Thanks, everyone. They all clustered together and slapped hands, held high in the air like a sports team before the game. Two students arrived with fresh coffee, apples, and bananas. Another arrived with bagels. The table became crowded. Time went by. Staff members combed the area, reminding people to pick up any debris from their surroundings. After half an hour, the crowd began to separate off into small groups. Some students were looking impatiently at the time, checking their email, texting, talking on their phones. A few were hurrying off to other appointments. Sarah sent her staff around, promising a surprise in a few minutes. Ishmael, George, and Eddie carried instruments down to the stage and moved a few chairs aside and set up a small amplifier. 
George tried out the microphone set up behind the podium. It was already turned on, clearly intended for the trustees to use when they were ready to explain their decisions. The band made themselves at home and began to tune up. Students jostled for seats near the stage and got back on their phones to call their friends. Sarah appeared on the stage to say a few words. Friends, students, and faculty, we've been preparing for this event since last spring. Let's not lose patience. We are determined to see this dialogue take place right here today. We'll wait as long as necessary. Please remember, we've been hoping for years, decades, to see any progress on the climate crisis, species extinction, and the related issues that threaten the future of our world. So stay right here and support your right to influence where the trustees invest our money. Do we want Evansville College to be dependent on an income that contributes to the destruction of our future? The crowd roared. Sarah had caught their attention. And to make this waiting time special for all of you, we have three members of the Thunder Rolling Band to play new songs, music you'll be hearing for the first time. Sarah left the stage and Ishmael and George moved close together at the mic. Ishmael, smiling and waving to friends in the audience, said, Hello, everyone. It's great to be here. George and I finished this song last week. This gathering today and all our efforts are small steps to deal with the global emergency. We wrote this song with that in mind. It's called, We All Know Why. George played the chords and Eddie found the rhythm on the conga drums. Ishmael joined in with a harsh, jabbing lead guitar solo and George began to sing. We live near a river that's been roaring high. It's in our streets and houses, and sometimes people die. Things are changing around Do you know why? You think our children's gonna live here? You ought to hear them cry mm. It's been a year We've been waiting Waiting for the rain Nothing to eat from farms no more And thousands feel the pain Nothing's growing There's no water Our children's gonna live here. I do wanna hear them. Cry. 
Outstepped a pale, thin man in a dark suit. He looked over the crowd, listened for 30 seconds or so, and retreated back inside. Meanwhile, the song ended. The audience was silent for a moment and then shouted for more. spoke a few words together, and George played a chord. Suddenly, the doors opened wide. A handsome man in his 30s, wearing jeans and a brown sport jacket, quickly approached the microphone. Ishmael and George stepped aside. Eddie carried his drums off the stage. The man gave a broad smile, thanked the band, and nodded to the audience. Hello, students, faculty, and guests. Most of you know me. I'm Jay Wellington, Dean of Students. Sorry for the delay. <laughs> um, he smiled again at the very large crowd, which had been growing over the past 20 minutes. The trustees have asked me to make a request. It's just a suggestion that might help us understand each other and work together. <laughs> we realize that a discussion with so many people will be almost impossible. So we're inviting one or two of you to speak to the board inside and then report the substance of the conversation back to all of you. Perhaps one student and one faculty member would be appropriate. Sarah, I know your group is sponsoring this event, Rally. Perhaps you can choose a faculty member to accompany you to the discussion. Sarah walked up to the microphone. Jay Wellington held his ground in front of the mic, forcing Sarah to nudge him to the side. She stood so that she could address him and the audience at the same time. She spoke slowly and clearly to absolute silence. Thanks for inviting me, Jay. We've gotten to know each other pretty well in the four meetings that were necessary to plan this gathering. We call it a gathering of students, faculty, and trustees. 
you'll recall that we specifically planned to have a public, a public conversation that could be understood by anyone wishing to attend. Of course, we don't expect our audience to all enter the discussion, but we did agree that they should be able to hear it and make their own judgment on the issues we are trying to resolve. We agreed that at least the executive committee of the trustees would actually appear and publicly announce their position. Then a faculty member and a student would have a chance to make 15-minute replies, followed by an opportunity for questions. Also, the trustees promised to hand out a written summary of their position. Hopefully, we'll see that before the meeting is over. Jay Wellington stepped away from the mic, motioning to Sarah to have a few words privately on the side. But Sarah held her ground, refusing a private conversation. The dean returned to the mic, but had lost his smiling, affable manner. He couldn't keep a note of anger out of his voice. I'm sorry you're being so difficult. You know, I've been doing my best to reconcile these very different, sometimes conflicting interests and goals. In situations like this, a compromise may be the best we can do. As he paused, but there was an undertone of what is he so angry and a shaking of heads from the audience. I don't understand. What is he so angry? Why is he so angry? Talking on Wow, he changed his tone. So One voice shouted. Let me get this straight. Who exactly is being difficult? Sarah immediately chided her audience, reminding everyone of their commitment to civility and mutual respect. In the silence that followed, Jay Wellington gave a weary sigh and shook his head. <sighs> Oh, I'll do my best. But his voice implied a sense of hopelessness. He walked off. Thanks for listening. Episode 43 is coming soon. To hear all the episodes, please visit us at protectorsofthewood.com. For Facebook and Instagram, please visit us at Protectors of the Wood Book Series.
Nothing will grow There's no water Do you know why? We don't know. 